Welcome to Monetizing Purpose, where we pursue purpose, earning a living, doing what you love. Today, I want to talk about the foundation of living a life of monetized purpose. You know, I grew up in a very, very, very religious home. My father is a preacher. And growing up in that type of an environment, you know, you, you grow up hearing sermons about purpose. You know, you go to church conferences where purpose is spoken about. But the missing link in all of those sermons that I went to, uh, the missing link in all those sermons that I heard, the missing link in all of those conferences that I went to where purpose was spoken about was the monetization of purpose. And, and, and what alerted me or rather what awoke me to the missing gap between a life of purpose and a life of a monetized purpose was when I was writing blogs for a Christian blog or a Christian website. What would happen in that website is that uh, I would I would write I would write a blog choosing a topic on what I would speak about. And because most of the times I was speaking about purpose and sometimes even how 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 do you get people to buy into your purpose so that they will be able to give or or, or to donate to your cause or to donate to your church i i got the most uh, the, the most surprising letters and and these surprising letters to me i got them from pastors you know the old-fashioned pastors those ones who who di- who really did ministry <laughs> not this uh, not not today's pastors who instead of them taking care of the community the community takes care of them no those 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 real authentic pastors you know i, I remember one 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 letter that shook me to the core was when a pastor from uh, uh, one country said that you know i, I want to know i want to know how do i make a living how do i make an income with my purpose and me making that purpose or me earning a living with my purpose that would help me and my family because currently the situation that i am in right now is that my family uses the resources that they have my family my wife and i we use the income that we have to take care of the church when i go to work and when my wife goes to work and 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 she's an entrepreneur when she hustles at the end of the day the money that we are getting the money that we are earning as a couple that money uh, gets gets used for the church it gets used to take care of the community and at the end of the day we ourselves don't have anything to we don't have any money to buy groceries from after we've done what we did for the church and the people in the church and it was with that experience that i had that i said you know what i don't want to be like this pastor no 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 i'm not that that that's why i personally believe that i would be a bad pastor you know for me because i would always put my needs 
and my family's needs above everyone else. For me personally, that's why I believe that I'm not called to be a pastor because I'm never going to sacrifice my own income. I'm not going to sacrifice the happiness and the joy of my wife and my kids uh, for, for a stranger or for a church member for the church. Or maybe the reason I'm saying this is because I've observed and I've seen the price that my parents have paid uh, for their purpose. You know, growing up as a child from the rural areas of, of, of South Africa and Gabamawolo, what would happen most of the times was that there would be things that I need or there would be things that uh, my brother and my sister would need. But because of the fact of the, the price that my parents were paying for their purpose, we never got a chance to have those things. You know, being a preacher's kid, what most people don't understand about being a preacher's kid, especially the, 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 the original preachers, those ones who would sacrifice everything for the betterment of the community. You know, I remember the times when my parents would take children, children, children from other families. They would use the money that we had as a family to take them to school. You know, uh, they, 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 would, they would identify someone in the community. They would identify someone who is in the church. And they would look at the family and say, there's, there's no one who's educated there in that family. Let's take our own money. Let's take our own resources. And let's take this child to school. And they, hey, and they took many, 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 many children to school. Sometimes they would look at families and check uh, uh, how many uh, how many families are able to meet uh, uh, their financial needs how many families are able to take care of their family and they would take money money from us money that we should be getting to do and and to meet our needs and they would go and provide for that family you know that's the price that that, that my parents paid and that's why i personally believe that for me i i would i would make a horrible pastor because i would not i would never I would never take bread from my children to go and give to a stranger. I will only do that out of my abundance, not out of my lack. And, and as I watched that, and I, as I watched how they paid their price for them to fulfill their purpose that uh, God had bestowed upon their lives, I was reminded, I was reminded of how my parents did and the price that they paid for their papers as I was busy consulting, coaching, and mentoring these pastors. And I want to share with you five things. I want to share with you five things that I want you to be aware of. of or or, or let, rather, let me call them five truths that I want you to appreciate and acknowledge that will help you to monetize your purpose. And number one, the first thing that you need to do, if you are going to say that I am sick and tired of, of, of begging for people's charity, I am sick and tired of depending on people's charity for me to fulfill my purpose. You know, I've come to the conclusion that the people whose charity you need the most, they control you. The people whose offering you need the most in your church, they control you. The people whose charity you need the most in your life, they control you. 
How? They control it because if you are to do anything, you need their approval. If you are to build something, if, 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 God, if God puts something in your heart and says, I want you to build this state of the art studio for the church, that you will be able to have a community radio station for you to be able to broadcast to the community. Those people who's offering you the those people whose offerings you need the most, they are the ones who can say, no, we, we don't have the money. And if they say that we don't have the money, you are going to have to go and beg or, or try to convince them how, how good this would be for the community. Because the, people's, the people whose charity you need the most or the people whose offerings you need the most, they control it. So number one, if you are going to be living a life of monetized purpose, number one, you need to acknowledge that the monetization of purpose is necessary. You need to acknowledge that the monetization of purpose is necessary. You know, it's commonly said, and in fact, this is not biblical. It's commonly it's it's commonly said that the love hey 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 come on now when you read the scriptures it does not say that the monetization of purpose is the root of all evil no 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 it does not say that you earning a living doing what you love is sin but it says that their love of money, their love of money is the root of all evil, not the need or the acquirement or the procurement of money. And, and King Solomon says to us, he reminds us that money, money, money answers all things. And if you are going to live a life of monetized purpose, the first thing that you need to do it's to acknowledge that the monetization of purpose is necessary. And not only, not only should you, okay, number two, what you need to do, you said number one, you need to acknowledge that the monetization of purpose is necessary. And number two, you need to acknowledge or appreciate that there's nothing wrong with money. I, I, I want to repeat that to you. There is nothing wrong with money. You know, I love what Les Brown says. Les Brown says that the lack of money, hey, the lack of money is the one that's the root of all evil. Because the man who doesn't have a way to provide for himself, he will go and steal. The man who does not have a way to feed his children, he will go out and kill to make a living. The lack of money is the root of all evil, Les Brown says. And number one, you need to acknowledge that the monetization of purpose is necessary. And number two or 1.1a is that there is nothing wrong with money, man. There is nothing wrong with money, my woman. There is nothing wrong with making money or with earning a living, doing what you love. There, there is nothing wrong with that, man. You know, what's very wrong. What's very wrong is for you to do what you love. What's very wrong is for you to spend your money refining your gift. What's very wrong is for you to spend money and resources that you don't have refining, working on your gift and working on your purpose for you to be taken for granted. 
You know, I, I remember many times when I was taken granted, where my gift was taken for granted, where my purpose was taken for granted, because I said that, oh, me, I'm me, I'm me, me, I'm a Christian, I'm a Christian, eh? me, me, ah, no, 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 me, I, no, no, I give, you know, eh, baby, eh, God says, as freely as you've received, eh, freely give, eh, I remember when I did that. And people would take advantage of me. People would take advantage of my gift. People would take advantage of my purpose. And they would call me to speak. I would speak. I would train. I would coach. And then they would not pay me. They, they would say, hey, we, hey, 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 well done. Hey, well done, Mr. Amul. Hey, well done, well done. Hey, 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 may God bless you. Hey, we thank God for you, Mr. Marble. Hey, that was very powerful. Hey, that was very powerful. Hey, we thank God for you. Hey, they would give me a round of applause. Hey, 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 Mr. Marble. Hey, a great job. Well done. Hey, Mr. Marble. God bless you. They, they would say that. But when I'm done and when, when everything is over, they would go to the next uh, the next person and they would give him a check. They would give him an offering. They would EFT and, and deposit or transfer money to their account. Why? Because I, I was my own limit. I was the one who was the enemy of my own success and my progress. Because I, I thought and I believed that earning a living, doing what you love, was wrong. I, I destroyed my own earning potential. When I believed, when I believed that ooh, the monetization of purpose is a sin. Uh, I, 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 you know, that's, that's number two. Number two, you need to get rid of the beliefs you currently have towards money and the monetization of your purpose. Let me repeat that. You need to get rid or you need to change the beliefs you have about money and the monetization of your purpose. For me, I, be, I believed and I was conditioned to believe that making a living with your purpose was seen as freely as you've been given. So should you freely give? And I remember, yeah, yeah, I, I still remember that conversation very well that I had with one young pastor. We were coming from a workshop, we were attending a leadership workshop, and while we were attending that leadership workshop, we were on our way to go and catch taxis there at the Polokon Taxi Rank. And on our way to catch those texts, uh, those taxis at the taxi rank, we had an opportunity to talk, and this young man was sharing with me how he was investing in 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 in, in, in foreign exchange, he how he was making money in the forex market, and, and and he said that I have this friend of mine, I have this friend of mine, and this friend of mine is a pastor, and he's great at the. He's great at doing his job. He's great at doing what he loves doing, man. This guy, hey, this guy hosts. Hey, this guy is a very powerful preacher, man. I love this guy. But the problem that I have with my friend, he he told me that, is that he he is miserable as a pastor. He's miserable as a pastor. And I asked him, well, what makes him miserable as a pastor? And he shared with me that uh, the pastor whom he submitted under, the pastor who is mentoring him into the ministry, 
uh, and the pastor whom he's running a branch for or he's managing a branch for or another division of the church or another campus of the church for would would give him an income of two thousand bucks a month and from that 2000 bucks a month he would need to go to the different branches of the church you know go and, and speak there go there and do counseling and, and, and go go and do all of those things and and maybe the nail to his coffin the nail to his coffin came one day when he when there was a conference that the, the pastor or the overseer of all those churches had a very 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 big conference and he invited different kinds of speakers from all works of life and after the conference when the conference was done hey that guy hey, that pastor who managed everything who organized everything that pastor who made sure that the speakers got to their hotels who made sure that the speakers were all fed that pastor that very same pastor he was told yeah 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 pastor so and so yeah 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 Hey, we thank God for you, man. Hey, hey, that was hey, that was very powerful. Hey, hey, the work that you did. Hey, may God bless you. Hey, we thank the Lord for you. Hey, hey, may may, may God richly bless you. Hey, come on. That's what they said to him, and, and that was his token of appreciation. But to the other speakers which were invited from all works of life, a check of 70,000 was signed to them. An invoice of 70,000 were received from all those speakers. And he went home. He got home. He could not with the round of applause. He could not with the round of applause that he got from the pastor and everyone at the conference. He could not with those rounds of applause go to the shop and buy food for his children. He could not with all of those thank you. Hey, we thank God for you. Uh, buy his wife or take his wife out for dinner for a date to thank her for the price that she continually pays for him to fulfill his he could not do that he could not take his children out to go and make memories maybe in the park or somewhere somewhere where could they, maybe they could buy ice cream or enjoy a meal with all of those god bless you he got and the end and and when he shared with me that whoo it hit hard. It hit hard because that, that that's that's what that's what was happening in my life, or what I observed in my life. So number two, if you are going to monetize your purpose, we said number one you acknowledge. Number two, you need to acknowledge that there's nothing wrong with earning a living with your purpose. There's nothing and there's nothing wrong with money. And number three, you need to seek help. You need to look to a master teacher, whom I would like to call a master teacher. Or you need to look for a coach. You need to look for a mentor who will help you. You know, it's not enough. It's not enough for you to identify that I have a problem. But once you've identified that you've got a problem, then you need to be working on finding the solutions. You need to be actively finding or looking for the solutions to the problem that you have. And you've come to the right place on the Monetizing Purpose podcast. And if you are someone who's saying that, no, 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 Mr. Mabulo, I, I also, I also want, hey, I want a master teacher. I want a coach and I want a mentor to help me monetize my purpose. Then at the end of the show, 
I'll leave my contacts and contact me, email me or WhatsApp me and, and I, I, will, I, will, I will enroll you on my coaching program and my mentorship program where I will help you how to monetize your purpose. We said number two, seek a mentor or a master teacher or a coach who can help you monetize your purpose. Number three, we say change your beliefs around, excuse me. Change your beliefs around the monetization of purpose. Whatever beliefs you were taught, whatever beliefs you were conditioned to think, you need to get rid of those beliefs. You need to change those beliefs. You know What you believe, what you believe is a stronghold or is the foundation for what you think. Whatever those beliefs might be, those limiting beliefs that you have, an African proverb says this, that if there is no enemy within you and I, if there is no enemy within, the enemies outside will do us no harm. And if in you, you've got these conflicting beliefs, when you go out there, when, when you come back miserable, when you, when you go out there, when you come back unhappy, when you go out there and you come home to fight with your wife, when you go out there and you come back home to fight with your kids about the fact that you are never there. You are never there, but you can't provide for us. You are always out saying that you are pursuing your purpose. Your children or your wife would say, Daddy, 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 you are always out on the weekends. You are always out Monday to Friday, and you don't have time with us. When you are arguing with your wife, my love, why are you doing this? Why are you taking away from our children? My love, why are you doing this? Why are you taking away from the needs that we have as a family? When you are having those arguments, when you are having those fights with your wife and your children, remember that it's those limiting beliefs that you have that are limiting you from the potential you have of earning a living doing what you love. And number four, you need to change the way you think about purpose and its monetization. As long as you still hold those beliefs, as long as you are still thinking the same way that has gotten you into poverty, hey, the thinking, it was James Allen who said that the thinking that that has gotten us this far. No, no, no. It was Albert Einstein. I, I forgot who it is. The thinking that has gotten us this far. Oh, the thinking that has gotten us into these problems of the monetization of purpose. The, the thinking that has gotten us into this misery in the pursuit of purpose. The thinking that has gotten us into this unhappiness of the monetization of purpose has created for me, has created for my family, has created for my wife, has created for my kids the problems that this very same thinking about the monetization of purpose can solve. You need to change your beliefs, number three. And number four, you need to change your thinking. You, you, I, I challenge you to explore new ways of thinking about the monetization of purpose. For me, when, when I got on this journey, when, when, when I wanted to get out of the misery, when I wanted to get out of the unhappiness that I was feeling in my life for the monetization of purpose, I started to think, I started to think, you know what? There's nothing wrong with making money. And you know, I remember, I, re I remember this very, very, very well. I remember this very well. 
I was at the University of Pretoria studying computer science. And while I was studying computer science, I remember one day when I got a call from my mother. And you know, my, my mother is a woman who usually hides things from me when she thinks that if 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 we tell you this, uh, uh, this might affect you and the way that you are thinking. So most of the time, she 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 would keep things away from me. But when it gets to that point when she knows that I you know at, at this point there's, there's nothing I can do to hide, to hide this, uh, to try to protect my child, she would then tell me what's wrong. And I remember as I was on Festival Street, on Festival Street approaching uh, the main entrance to the Hartfield campus there at the University of Pretoria, when I got the call and, and my mother said, are you sitting down? I said, no, but let me find a place to sit down. Then I found a rock on the side of the road and, and I, I leaned against it. And she shared with me that uh, for, for, for some time now, uh, we, your, your father has been going through uh, treatment uh, because uh, some time back, uh, your father had a heart attack. You know, your father had a heart attack and, and, and I didn't want to worry you. And we've been taking him to see specialists and, and, and all these professionals so that he could get the medical care that he needs. And I remember how hard and how tough that was for me. But but what made it tough and hard for me was when I when she she further told me that. Uh, and because of the times that we've been seeking this medical care, what we've noticed and what we've discovered is that the, the first doctor who diagnosed him gave him a misdiagnosis. So the past two or three years that we've been spending lots of money on treatments, they, they were actually false. We were treating something that was not there. And I remember the anger that I felt. I remember the anger that I felt because she then told me that because of this, we, we will not have enough money to continue paying for his medical care and, and to pay for your education. And, and, and I was so angry that I wanted to sue that doctor. But, but that cost me. I'm thankful that my parents didn't allow me uh, to proceed with by taking legal action because the, the anger that I had would have would have blinded me to see the lesson that I got. And and I remember when I was in the pharmacy. I remember when I was in the pharmacy, when one of the pharmacists said to me while I was collecting medication that hey, young man, it's a shame. It's a shame that your father who taught me, who your father who taught me and, and, and gave me the principles that have made me this great man that I am today. It's a shame that all that time and all the money that he's spending that he was supposed to be enjoying with his, with his retirement is now used uh, uh, to, to restore his health. And what I realized and I learned from that is that what medical emergency, hey, one medical emergency in your life, one medical emergency can wipe out every cent that you have. One medical emergency can make the joy of enjoying your pension hey, be, hey, be destroyed. 
So number, uh, we said number four, you need to change the way you think about your purpose and its monetization. And the last thing, you need to build systems that will help you to monetize your purpose. And on the Monetizing Purpose Online Coaching and Mentorship Program, that's where I'll be helping you discover your own personal way to do will, the first thing that i will help you do is i'll help you discover your purpose and then number two i will help you build a system on your purpose that will help you to earn a living doing what you love doing so don't forget at the end of this podcast make sure you you, you email me if you are using email send me an sms call me send me a whatsapp text and i will we will find and i will enroll you on the monetizing purpose online mentorship and program that's beginning at the first of march so as he, as he said that it's a shame it's a shame that your father is now spending all the money that he was supposed to be using to enjoy his pension uh, 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 trying going through treatment going to see the different kinds of experts i made a commitment to myself that i will change the way that i think about the monetization of my purpose because if one medical emergency wiped out everything if one medical emergency wiped out all the sense uh, the rent that my family had Hey, that my parents had. Hey, then I don't want this to happen to me. I don't want this to happen to my kids. I don't want this to happen to my family. And I believe that you also, you yourself, you also don't want this to happen to you. You also don't want this to happen to your family. You also don't want this to happen to your generation. If 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 there is if there is anything that you get from this podcast, realize, acknowledge, and appreciate that the monetization of purpose is necessary. You need to learn how to monetize your purpose. And thank you for tuning in and listening to the five key things that you and I, the foundation that we need to be able to monetize our purpose. Don't forget, please share and please subscribe to the podcast and, and share with everyone. Send to your friends. Send, if you are a pastor, send to your, your colleagues. Uh, if you are whoever you are in your journey and in your career, please share and subscribe to this podcast. And I'll see you next time.